G, I put a thousand jumpers up. Word to Dapper J, I put a thousand jumpers up. When I'm ending off my day, I put a thousand jumpers up.
think we are good. Yep, recorded has started. We litty. All right, let me do this real fast. My crew run, 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 my crew run. And, oop, five, four, three, two. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of A Thousand Jumpers. I go by the name of... Let me start this is the things. creepiest shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I'm out here reading a tweet about the wire. I hear some dude whisper in my ear. I almost hung up on your ass. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I didn't do nothing to deserve that. I go by the name of Jarrell Dapper I would like Dapp. to first start this off and say you need to apologize to my ears. <laughs> I wouldn't do that if the viewers like it. They're going to love it. And that my co-host is my bro, Rob, Black Rob, Bobby G. That yeah, man. First names. Get a lot of yep. Hey, my supervisor the other day said, hey, she was trying to sign me up for something. She said, what's your last name? I said, George. She goes, Bobby George. I said, yeah. She said, you have two first names. I said, no shit, Sherlock. Damn, that's messed <laughs> up, yo. Like, I'm 24 years old, nigga. Like, you don't think I know that? <laughs> So everybody in the future reference, if you tell me I have two first names, I'm going to stab you. I do not approve this message. <laughs> but a message I do approve is something that, uh, you know, set my Twitter on fire a little bit. Ooh. You know, I, I want to, I'm going I'm to say the topic, then I want to give a little backstory and then we'll go into it. How about that? So I tweeted, Confessions is better than 8701. Right, and some people were like, "Yo, Jarrell, like, duh, who would say otherwise?" I'm like, "You'd be surprised." And then other people, like my co-host here, said otherwise. So get, get the fuck out of here, you dumbass! I want to give context to this argument before we we go into this. Um, Rob and I um, would send each other music, and especially when I got my new iPod, not my latest one, but couple versions ago when i got a whole bunch of space i was trying to get all the new albums like all the jay-z album the Nas albums so i'll go to rob and he had gave me his 8701 but for some reason my computer wasn't cooperating and i wasn't able to get whack. It. and what makes it crazy he got a compact desktop Wow. <laughs> Compact, his computer still got the first it. computer that we ever had, so that's kinda of funny. Um his computer still got a floppy disk slot. It doesn't. <laughs> Not the regular ones, but the real floppy disk. It doesn't. <laughs> so Rob was supposed to give me this album. I never got it and I never, you know, went and listened to it. Because I've heard pretty much all the other Usher albums, but I never heard eighty seven oh one its entirety. So and you'll be hearing this on this on this podcast, especially next podcast. I see Big Crit with Todd Allen signed and Sci High Thursday. And, we, and I'm like, before I go into like concert mode, play all their albums and stuff, let me go and actually revisit Usher 8701. And I'm going back and listening to it. And I was like, man, this is dope. Like some of the sequences. Let me let me kind of go into some of the tracks. I mean, of course, you love the hits. Like you got a bad. You remind me. I was able to do that handstand, guys. Whether you believe me or not, or no care. one believes you. <laughs> but, but then again, you are like two pounds, so it's not hard to hold you up. <laughs> like man, I remember watching that video for the first time. Like, dude, that that was the jam. So. <laughs> A seven oh one. Dap used to have an aluminum U chain, 
in high school. I wish school. I had the U chain. And in government class, he, when I say, what's up, Doc? He would spin the chain around his neck. That's not what would happen. <laughs> but I love, you know, you remind me, you got a bad, of course. You don't have to call all hits. But then I also like some of the other joints. I'm like, man, why am I taking this long? Let's twerk it out. Or uh, what was the one? How do I say? Bruh. I was sitting there like, why am I late? This record is great, dog. Um, yeah, and I was I was really digging it. I was like, man, this is a really great album. Still is a confessions level. So once I tweeted it, everyone went crazy. And here we are. And Rob says 87.1 is better. Now, we can't talk sales because he would lose. So he's going to talk the strength of music like he did with off the wall versus thriller so i'm gonna let rob take it away and then I'm gonna no destroy no, no i want you to do it because you said it first oh, okay want, you go ahead i want you to get all your your ammo out shoot your shots go ahead empty your clip okay now I'm listen to just... 8701 one i mm-hmm. do like the interludes without you interlude fire can you like can you help okay the transition from without you to can you help me to how do i say is incredible it is incredible. That might be one of my favorite transitions ever. So I salute that, right? Mm-hmm. You got to bet. We already mentioned the hits. They're hits. They mean a lot to us. Cool. I love Twerk It Out. Twerk It Out is fire, bro. Okay. However, some of these records, you can tell they were made in 01. Like, they didn't age well. Like, which one? Um, Good old ghetto. That was cool. You You don't like that song? U-Turn wasn't dope? It's cool. Like... Go ahead. Say what you You are the one. Like, those last three records was like, man, he's a cool... Say say, say what you're going to say, man. Go ahead. Um, (laughs) The joint with with Diddy, you could tell, like, that was old. It wasn't bad. I'm not... Like, none of the records were trash. Like, let me just say that. Because I think Rob's going to be like, what? You think... Nah, none of the records were trash. But you could tell, like, that record was old. Um... If I want to, if I want to was solid. And then Hottest Thing was cool too, right? <laughs> really dope album. Definitely, like, Usher has a, a trilogy, you know, like, you talk, uh, the last three albums from Confessions, the 8701, what was that, To My Way? All mm-hmm. crazy. So, now let's go to Confessions intro you already know yeah super smash crazy throwback you know what's crazy like throwback didn't do for me as a child but as i got older i've appreciated it confessions one you know the interlude you know the skit iconic part two better burn do i need to say anything else caught up fire and then tracks eight or nine are near and dear to my heart. Rob is feel otherwise. That's been one of the main arguments of our relationship, our friendship. That was weird. Because you want to take things weird, you bum. <laughs> well, I mean, if we had a relationship, that then I, one of us would be taking something weird. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> So, Superstar Interlude and Superstar. I remember riding around my CD player with my family. I remember first hearing Superstar. I was like, yo, this is fire. And then the, the song itself. And it was so wild. I don't know if you saw my tweet. 
I've been seeing a lot of love lately for Superstar. And what makes it crazy is I used to be on my own island. Like, no one else would come to my rescue when I would talk about Superstar. You're a man that needs people to come to your rescue. You're weird. So, that's tracks 8 and 9. You're never going to tell me those are trash. And if you do, you're a hater. Truth Hurts, yeah, I'll be honest. That's an end record. Simple Things, another cool record. Bad Girl, crazy. That's what it's made for. Fire. Can you handle it? Bruh. Do it to me? Man. Alright. And then take your hand. Dope. Follow me. I love that as outro. And then I'm on title right now. My boo. That was sixth grade for us, man. Dope. I remember Confessions Part 2 Remix. I haven't heard that in a while. They had Sean, Twisted, and Kanye. That's what's up. Yeah, like, Sean sounded just- horrible. <laughs> I haven't heard that. And I was like, ew. (laughs) But yeah, based off the tracks that I liked on Confessions versus 8701, both great albums. But I just think Confessions gave you a little bit more, more depth. It was Usher being vulnerable. Him and JD were kind of like in the zone. Because people don't realize, you know, JD was writing the Confessions was about JD. It wasn't about Usher, you know. So it was kind of like their stories were matching. At the perfect well, <laughs> that was dope. Hopefully, our viewers catch that. Um, their stories kind of match perfectly. Eighty-seven oh one was just like, "Yo, can Usher really do it again?" Like, was my way like a fluke? You know, um, how's he gonna bounce back and all the other different things? So, I, I enjoy both, but Confessions by the shadow of a doubt is better. Yeah. Oh, That's and also, before you go, before you go. I was with Tyler. Shout out Tyler. Um, he said something. Because we've had the same debate. He like 87 on one over Confessions too. He was like, you know. Smart man. He was like, the more I think about it, I think you might be right. However, the best hits of Usher's career was on 87 on one. And I was like, I could take that. Because I know you personally, your favorite record of all time, I forget which one it is, from Usher, not of all time in general. From Usher, mm-hmm. is on 87 on one. So I get it. But I just think as a body of music, I'm going to take confessions. So let me just shit on this whole thing. Yeah, go for it. All right. Since I like to do backwards things, I like to start with shitting on people and then bigging up it. I'm going to start with confessions. Okay. I'm going to break it down why it's not better. Okay. Okay. Go for it. The intro to confessions isn't better than the intro to 8701. It's a smooth intro to start, but 8701 intro told me I was getting into some shit. I could and I was that. eight years old. I, I could actually agree with that. Okay, fine. Now, the next record, yeah. I forgot how much I loved, yeah, until I listened to it today. And I was like, man, Ludacris bodied this verse. And I also remembered how weird it was at the time for me to see Ludacris on the Usher record. Like... Because I, I was like, oh, man. Then, like, in, obviously, in hindsight, you think the Atlanta connection, obviously. But I th- then I thought of how we don't really geographically think about R&B as we do rap. Yeah. Like, you can name me 10 R&B artists, and, I'm like, and I wouldn't know where most of them are from. Like, I don't know where Music Soul Child is from. Only reason I know R. Kelly's from <laughs> Chicago is because he said it in every album almost. <laughs> so it's like, I, I didn't know that. So it's like... You don't know those type of things. Throwback, 
No. Jada Kiss is a dope, had a cool verse. Throwback isn't a fire song. Want me to tell you why? Because Fab remade that song on Soul Tape 2 with him and Joe Budden and Tiana Taylor, and that shit's on this record. So that no longer is on the album. Throwback I mean, it isn't, isn't on the album. Blaze beat, so that's fine. Like, it's not, it, it's not even, Throwback's not even on the album anymore. We don't even count that. What is that? Confessions Part 1 is still my favorite song on the album. I love Confessions Part 1. I've always loved it. Even everybody else has seen Confessions Part 2. I was like, yo, it's a dope record. But what? Like, come on, bro. Chick on the side with a crib and a lot? Dog, that sounded bad. <laughs> Confessions Part 2, obviously great. We don't got to talk about that. Let It Burn is fire. This album is very top-heavy. Which I'll get to later. Caught up is a dope. I, I, when I first heard it, I was going hate. On, I was hating on it. When I listened to it today, I was like, let me try to find what songs I can hate on, so I can win this argument. And I was like, caught up. I'm gonna say it in age well. And I was like, nah, I like caught up still. <laughs> so I was trying to hate, but hey, superstar interlude. I will say this: superstar is a better song than I remembered. Um, it's still not a great record to me. But it's a solid song. I don't think I don't like about it is his constant screaming on the song. Like, fam, stop. I want to say this, and I want to say this now. Superstar Interlude is my favorite interlude in the history of me listening to music. You can continue. That's horrible because Jay-Z gave us PSA, which is an interlude. Anyway. Yeah, speak to me like Superstar. Like, I'll never forget listening to Superstar, dog. That's because you never had to reintroduce yourself. You're right. That might be coming up soon. But yeah, you know, you're right. Oh, you coming out the... Never mind. What? No. Not... <laughs> Come on, dude. I'm talking but, um, about a new job and other big things that are brewing. Not... <sighs> but, um, Truth Hurts? I actually don't agree with you. I like Truth Hurts. Um... I listened to it today and I was like, oh, I forgot about this song and I liked it. So I think True First isn't a great record. I think it's a solid record. I like it. Simple Things was in. I think yeah. Bad Girl is the comeback on the album where it's like, you could definitely see a decrease because even though True First, I think it's a solid record, you could definitely, it's a step down than the, I mean, we're talking Confessions 1, 2, Burn, Caught Up. And yeah, you can definitely see it's a step down. Um, simple, th- simple Things, obviously another step down. Um, Bad Girl, gets it right back up to where it's like, oh, okay, he's still got some shit. That's what it was made for was a cool record. Can you handle it? I don't really like that song. What? Dude, Do It To Me was like, all right, fam. Like, what? We, we get it. Like, after a while, like, it, it seemed like the album was getting kind of long. Because it's like, all right, fam, we get it. You can, you can like, that's the thing with Usher. He can sing. So, like, the songs aren't going to be bad songs. But, dog, no. Take your hand, didn't the stand out to me. Playlist ready songs ever. Follow, follow me, didn't. I already told you, I'm not a big sex with music fan anyway. So um, I don't like hearing people talk when I'm having sex, like unless it's me and the other person. <laughs> like you about to be singing. They call me U S H. Like exactly, like fam, you just spell your name out while I'm having sex. You better say B O B B Y, nigga. You can't take over my room. Like the fuck, <laughs> like dog. Imagine listening to Diddy when you're having sex. I'm like, yes, take that, take. Like, nigga, I don't need coaching. Shut up. Let me do me. Like, or her rather. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
So it was like, take your, like I said, take your hand and follow me aren't bad records, but to end the album like that, like they just, after having all those great records, those don't stand out. They're just cool records. And you're like, eh, all right, cool. Then you get to the bone. My booze was a dope record, obviously, but it didn't age as well as it might. Like, I don't really hear people playing my boo like that ever. I'm not saying it's a bad song or, or age horrible. I'm just saying it's not as popping as it used to be. Red light, no one cares. Seduction, no one cared. I don't Confessions remember any of those two. tracks other than my boo. Like my boo was huge, bro. Exactly. No, it was a big. No, I'm not gonna say it's not. It was a huge record, definitely. I'm just saying, right, right, right now, as a quality of a song, it definitely lost a little of its luster. Um, like I said, Red Light Seduction, and eh, no one cares. Confessions Part Two. I remember um, Kanye being on it, and I was like, oh, I like that drink. And Twister, so shout out to him. I do remember Shine sounding crazy on there. Like I was like, someone should have took this Shine verse off. <laughs> like, and I'm a Shine fan. I wanted to hear him rap from jail, but not like that. I wanted um, Bad Boys Part Two. So like I said, Confessions is a dope album, but like I just feel like it was really top heavy, and the, I think the hits helped mask some of the missteps on the album. Now. Let's go to the greatest album of all time made by Usher. 8701. First of all, the, the title, the nuance in it, okay? You just realized it was dropped August 7th, 2001. Yeah, that's fire, bro. Like, that's super fire. Dog. <laughs> you just realized that and it's 2018. I'll rest my case. I knew why it was called 8701. It wasn't because of the date of the album, though. But you that was know part why of the it was called eighty seven oh one? Yes. Why you can explain it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Since you want to have the fun fact, Mr. Jeopardy. <laughs> it was called eighty seven oh one because eighty seven was when he first started pursuing music and singing. And then two thousand one mm-hmm. was the year it came out. So it was like in between those years with of all the things I've done musically, like here I am now. It's my journey. Oh. You got that nice little, (laughs) you got that nice little nugget fact now. You're done? Yeah, I'm done. Back to me. You remind me, the greatest Usher song ever made. Let me just paint the picture of you remind me, okay? There are a few songs that are perfect records. There are even more fewer, there's even fewer songs that are perfect records and that came out at the perfect time. So some songs that are great records and you hear them in the summer and they're a winter record. And there's some songs that are great records and you hear them in the winter and they're summer records. When I was eight, that was the only year that I ever went to a summer camp. Like, really? you know, like That's a formal right. summer camp. Yeah. Yeah, because my cousin was one of the council one of the counselors and my dad was like you guys ain't gonna stay your ass in the house all summer so you're gonna go over there so we were playing or sit on the radio all you heard was job rule and the jay-z and stuff like that on the right on the radio you remind me comes on the whole thing stops everybody is singing the record you remind me is a perfect record you can play You Remind Me anywhere. Absolutely. Anywhere. Why do you be at a funeral if someone plays You Remind Me? You just gotta sing it. <laughs> Go ahead. Bring it home. Bring us home. I'll add to your argument later. I want you to finish your argument by yourself. This, this, that song is perfect. It is single-handedly better than every song on Confessions. 
The next song I, I don't know. I don't agree First of all, Confessions don't have a Diddy verse, so it's already behind. <laughs> Neptune's beat, Diddy. You can really tell on this album, Usher's in his groove. My way was him. You know, his first album was whack. His first album no was one cared whack. About, but no one cared about his first album. His first album was the equivalent of Eminem's real first album. No one cared. The first album was equivalent to T.I.'s I'm Serious. It was Same thing. Boy, he just was too young was to be too- singing about that. <laughs> And no one cared about it. Eminem wrapped his ass off on Infinite, and no one cared. <laughs> so this album, he's like, man, I got some shit. Because after my way was a success, he's like, all right, y'all don't hear me again. I don't know, it's a dope record. Then you move to Twerk It Out. I thought that was gonna be a whack ass record just because the name and that song is fire. That song is fire, dog. That song is angelic. If I had to think about a song that I would break my whole, I don't care, I don't try to have sex with music, Twerk It Out could be one of them. Then you get You Got It Bad. Do you remember how great You Got It Bad? I don't know if you remember. I remember. Do you remember the beginning of it where he's screaming? Everybody tried to hit that note. And it yep. wasn't a high note, but we tried to hold it. You got it bad. Did it's you see the Rap with, Radar um, interview with JD? Yeah, he, hold on, let me get to my points. Nigga, okay. come with you. I steal my shit. I ain't steal your points. I'll let you speak. He beat Michael Jackson. Did Confessions beat Michael Jackson? No. I mean, Mike didn't drop anything after 01. So. That's <laughs> the point. Competition breeds greatness, okay? If there was no Joe Frazier, no George Foreman, no one gives a fuck about Ali's career. Because who would he be? I'm saying? If there was nobody to compete with Jordan, there was nobody to compete with LeBron. We don't care about your greatness if you ain't beat nobody, nigga. You got it bad, told y'all niggas. He was telling Michael Jackson, you got it bad, nigga. (laughs) Coming against me. What do you mean? I'm the young nigga in the game. You old, nigga. You done. Mikey was done, fam. You was done. If I want to, it's a ridiculous record. The smoothness of these records, the instrument, he doesn't sound like he's forcing anything on this album. That's another thing. Every time I heard a song, I just thought, man, this song fit perfectly. The album was sequenced so great. I don't hear why the hell is this record here? I hear, oh man, I didn't even know I needed to hear a record like this. But it's perfect. I can't let you go. Then you get to, you don't have to call? Nigga! My next point. 8701 had better videos. Uh... Did you spin the (laughs) U-chain? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. It's better Did than you confession. The feet move. The feet movement. What? More dance routine. The synchronized you dancing, okay, and on. you don't have to call. There was Nigga. more dance routines in eighty-seven hundred one. There really Damn. weren't dance routines in. Confession. It was like the the pre you got served, man. Except in yeah, I mean the A Town Stomp hit. The yeah, end. that was that that was that was a big moment. But it ain't the you don't have to call moment. When Diddy calls you to wake you up, history shows that record's gonna be fired. <laughs> Only he did it twice. He did it with Mary. He did do it with Mary a lot three times. He did it with yeah. Big. 
he did it without you. <laughs> and all three of those are the greatest songs ever. <laughs> then, you know what else about this album? It's 57 minutes. We don't have to go and siphon through bullshit. He knew when he ran out of fire. <laughs> he stopped. He was like, all right, son. How this thing was a good record. Good old ghetto is nice. You turn good old ghetto on, is fam. not nice, bro. You turn. He was telling you how to do it. Nigga. Bruh, them last three songs was like, yeah. you, are, you are the one. They're not crazy records, but they were solid enough and the vibes were already built. Whereas when I listened to Confessions, it sounded like he knew he had 10 bangers and all he had to do was throw it. 10 other songs on it. He didn't care where they were, what they were, who they were. He knew that these songs were so big that he was going to sell regardless. So he gave you songs that you were like, really, fam? I think the reason I think 8701 is better is because artistically, he seemed like he didn't want to go too high. He didn't go too low. He knew the exact pocket to be in where his confessions was. It seemed like he was, he was in a zone for a week or two. And he just had fire records. And then he stopped and was like, oh, shit, I got to finish this album to put it out. Let me just throw these records on to finish it. 8701. I can't even agree with that. And the reason I can't agree with that, I want to say how how 8701 like was. like That made my way kind of put him on the map. But 8701 made him a superstar. Yes. If, if you remember, there's two things. One, I'll never forget. Eight year old me, Usher was my favorite singer, and my father was like, "All oh, these new dudes are trash. You know, they ain't nothing gonna be like Luther." And I was like, "We got Usher, like." What? And then my father In hindsight, Usher, dog. In hindsight, <laughs> that was a horrible statement. Oh, absolutely. But I wasn't gonna let him come for like the people I liked. Like <laughs> being honest. Yeah, eight years old, I was like, yeah, nigga. And then Michael Jackson with the rap radar, like, you know, rap uh, is like, yo, we just made you rap my world. There's nothing that's going to be on there that's better than this. And then he made You Got It Bad, and You Got It Bad as a ballad. It's better than You Rock My World, like, straight up. And clearly, You Rock My World is trash because You Rock My World is fine. You Rock My World isn't a good record. What? It's not, bro. Comparing it to Michael Jackson. It's a good record in general. You're not putting it in a top 20 Michael Jackson song. You're, You're right, not. but it's still fire. Probably not top 50. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> like, I don't know how many songs he has, but I'm just saying. You, you, when you listen to Michael Jackson, you don't even think of that song ever. You right. I guarantee still, you. He has so many of them. It's a good one. But Usher, I mean, of course you think of You Got It Bad. And, and again, I, I love the records. I could go as far as saying the hits on this album are better than the hits on Confessions. Clearly. He, these hits set... He, what bangers did he have before this album? You said what bangers did he have before that Bangers. Album? You Make Me One is a dope record. That's not a banger. Not a banger. Great record. Not say, not taking... It's a 9 out of 10 record. But a banger? Yeah. Nice and slow is definitely not a banger. It's a great record, not a banger. Damn, I just realized my way only had ten records on it. Exactly. That's dope. It was not. It was a great. He knew he had to put. He didn't have no time to waste with that. If he if that album was a dud, his career is over. 
So my way was a solid joint to put him like, okay, yeah, this guy, this kid got some shit. But when he dropped, you remind me. Bro, I remember, I remember doing the handstand faithfully. The thing about Usher was so big at that point, Michael Jackson brought him out for his 30th anniversary with him and Chris Tucker and they all moonwalking and stuff like that. That happened. And Usher spinning the U-chain. Like, I remember that. That, so that's gonna, Usher. I'm not going to sit Usher. here and say 87 trash. When I look at 87 is fire. It's fire, but there's some records that just didn't age well. And there's mad records on <laughs> Throwback doesn't age well. At that all. beat still fired. You just because it's it. just Blaze. <laughs> Usher didn't make that song great. He just sung good. He sung well enough to make it not bad. Okay. And then you had a Jada Kiss verse, which in 04, uh, that's around Y time. So yeah, a Jada Kiss verse should be on us on the random. Eighty seven on one. There's no bad record on it. However, the last three are subpar, and for you and the last about- three on Confessions ain't dope. Me ain't, ain't subpar. Hold on, you said I want to say is if if I want to or is if I can't let you go. One of them joints is and two. How did like there's a couple records that just weren't it for me. They weren't bad. They just weren't amazing. I look at Confessions, bro. Half them records wasn't amazing. These joints, like, you get hits. you get out of the first nine, right? Because he has one, he has one and record, which is throwback in the first nine. All the rest of them are good records, at least. Superstar is a good record. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. At least good records. Truth hurts. Like I said, I think it's a good record. So you can even put that there. Simple things. Nah. Bad girl. Nice. That's what it's made for. Cool. Can you handle it? Fire. Come on, fam. It was a cool record. <laughs> Do it to me. Come on. Okay, bro. We get it, fam. You can't just have three trade sex records. There was only two, like, that was what it made for really in the sex one. Come on, fam. Like, it, it wasn't in the same, because think about it, that's what it's made for. You know what it's about. But, like, the the type of beat and the type of mood, that's what it's made for was, like, all right, Ayo, hey, like, I'm about to go wash my hands real quick. We're just going to play that. And then when you get to, you know, can you handle it, it's like, all right, candles lit. And then do it to me is, yeah, like, Dude, I, I would say do it to me is three, three minutes and 53 seconds <laughs> and if you yan in that and that's the end of the song you're like well I'm done she might not do it to you again bro <laughs> I wouldn't say all that <laughs> I'm just saying that's what it was made for to me it wasn't it talked about sex but it wasn't the sex record over here yeah I'm not saying it was like a super like a R. Kelly sex record like you knew somebody was getting fucked yeah, it's like but it's, it's it was a cool like an innuendo record. It's like the foreplay record before the foreplay. Yeah, like you know what we getting at, nigga. But can like, you handle it? That's that's the you know why I'm here record. <laughs> I wouldn't even say nah. Can you handle it? As you know why I'm here. Can you handle it? No, that's beyond that. It's we going in that band soon. <laughs> that's what it's made for. It's like all right, you know what we getting into tonight. That can, can you handle it? It's like we getting into it. Do it to me. It's like we in it. It's like we here. Or I'm in it. Because I ain't saying we because I don't run trains. <laughs> Ever. You dirty dick niggas. I'm going to say, you're not talking about me. I ain't, I've never participated in that. <laughs> but like I said, then take your hand after. Come on, fam. Still. 
Take your hand is cool. But then I Fo- love following. Follow me. Following was fired to me. No, bro. we're not following you. Follow <laughs> Go home, Usher. Right You've been here long enough. Come follow me. Come follow me. What? I almost stabbed you Come through follow the phone. Me. Come follow me. <laughs> you think that's right dope? Now. That melody, that hook. That shit was you trash. What? I'm Compared to every other... No, bro, it's Follow not. me was fire, bro. It was You don't want to hate it on Superstar for as long as I've known you. You hated it. That's Superstar. because I hated his screaming. Superstar like, is brilliant, bro. It's not brilliant. He was screaming on half the record. Wait, <laughs> wait, Rob. Didn't you just say you got it bad, right? That note in the beginning? One note. Right. He wasn't. If he hit that note eight times during that record, I'd be like, fam, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> and that was Superstar. Superstar at first, really... When he it, the, it climaxed at once. the beginning. Pause. First of all, don't ever say that word. <laughs> Talking about a man. <laughs> Come on, dog. I'm not even thinking Two. like that. Two. Oh, my girl just caught me messed up my whole mode. <laughs> what are we talking about? We were talking about Superstar in that note, bro. Yeah, he did that. He kept going. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Like, bro, I'm tired of you screaming in my ear. I'm listening to it on the... I was on the bus, you know, coming from the store. I was like, okay. And I'm like, bro, why is this dude still screaming in my ear? This goes out to you. You. Number one. Number one. What that Man, I don't... Confessions over every... We're going to definitely put the poll in. We gonna, I'm putting the poll in the group me right now and see what they say. We're going to put it on Twitter, too. It's going to be crazy. So, yeah. Right. I just think the quality of music I think that he found his perfect pocket His perfect pitch I don't think he overstepped Out of his comfort zone In 87 And it's something to be said about that I think it's good to experiment sometimes But sometimes it's just good to know what you're good at He experimented in 8701 Found the pocket And then delivered with confessions No, because then he gave you Superstar Where he was screaming (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You got it bad. He found. He knew the pocket. Scream in the beginning. Give us great melodies and lyrics, and then keep it going. And superstar. He was like. He was feeling himself. He was like, nigga, I'm usher. I'm just gonna scream. All right. We almost. We like did three fourths of the podcast. I'm about to put this on all our social medias and see what people say. But in the meantime, we got other topics to talk about. DJ Envy, Breakfast Club. Envy, Envy, Envy. (laughs) (laughs) For those who don't know, DJ Envy was on the reel a few, was that like a month back? A month and a half ago. He was talking about his uh, past affairs. And DJ Zemiro, Dope Show on Vice, they do cultural commentary, so they comment on it. And these said a slick line, wasn't nothing too crazy. It was like a little jab, whatever. Envy apparently felt the way about it and didn't say anything until they came on the air last week. And when they came on the air, you know, one DJ Envy didn't even say special guest, called him just regular guest, and then didn't say Deezus and Mero. He said dickhead and pussy. It was like, wait, what? And then proceeded to go in on them, and it's just like, yo, for real. So Deezus and Mero apologized for their what they said, and then a minute later, Envy leaves the interview. 
What do you think, Rob, as I write this question on our various platforms? <laughs> um, like I said, I think, first of all, I don't... I'll say this. Don't expect an apology from me if you call me a dickhead or a pussy. <laughs> so I'm going to just put that out there now. Like, there's a certain way to approach people, and if you do that, that's crazy. Second, he got the apology that he wanted and then proceeded to ha- still, you know, catch a two, which is crazy. Because, like, if I demand you to apologize to me and then I – like, if you demand me – if you say, yo, you need to apologize, and then I feel like I wronged you, so I apologize, and then you still disrespect me, then I'm going to beat your ass. Like, <laughs> like yeah, well, lucky, I don't think that was – Lucky that didn't go that way. Like, I'm saying, like, that's – that's the next step for me. So, like, the way they handle it, I have no problem the way they handled it. Like, fam, you said your grievance, we apologized. And then you continued to carry on this grudge. Like, you had a, a you just wanted to keep on being angry, which is cool. Do you be in your feelings? But, like, now I'm going to get my jokes off now because I did what I was supposed to do. Like, if you let that, if you let it ride, you let it sit, all right, we cool. You know what I'm saying? Except I accept your apology, we good. Then I ain't got no more jokes. But now you want to be a dick still? Cool. I'm a clown your ass out the building, and that's what he deserved to get. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then you gotta you gotta know who you who you messing with. Like, fam, you don't go against people who jokes are surreal. No, I I agree. In this, in a sense where you saw what they did to academics and what they done to other people, you know they can roast you. Since they got love for you, you know. They kind of just took a jab, but they didn't mean no, there was no malice in it. And for you to react, now granted, you can't control people react, and that's what I've been told. However, they actually apologized, and you still feel away, and you left? Like, come on, bro. Come on, like, dog. That's such a horrible look. Like, I don't, like, that's the thing. I don't understand it. Like, fam, whatever. Like, feel this type of way. Like, fam, also, you can't be mad at me cracking jokes about something that you put out there. Like, nigga, you did, I know envy from music. As a person who's listened to East Coast hip-hop since damn near the day I was born, I've heard envy since he was rolling with Clue, Dead the Storm. Envy, envy, envy. And that's cool. And that's all I know him for. Trade it all, I remember him with the John Elway. Shout out to envy. I don't know anything about his personal life. He chose to put that out there. He chose to get on the radio and go, hey, guys, I cheated on my wife. Please forgive me. Once you put your business out there in the public you and you're a person in the culture, you can't be mad when people who comment, who commentate. I don't know if that's the right word to use, but I think it is who commentate on the culture. Uh, comment. That's what it is. Who comment on the culture to not talk about that. Like you're one of the people prominent people in the culture, especially in the interviews, because you're part of the Breakfast Club. You chose to put that part of your life out there. And then nice. the only, t- only time that we've ever heard about this is when he's talked about it. Exactly. No one else goes out their way to clown envy for cheating on his wife. Who the fuck hasn't cheated on someone in the past? You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying I have personally. I'm just saying it's a norm. Like, it's happened before. So we're not out here clowning him, you know, just like, you ain't shit, nigga. No. Every time I've ever heard of him cheating on his wife, it's from him. 
So you can't be mad when someone else says something. Like, nigga, you put it out there. You brought this on yourself. And then the cat, then, like I said, then the carry on. I'm cool. I'm glad he kept the same energy, whatever he addressed him. And I'm sure that his wife put some pressure on him at the house, like, fam, these niggas said this shit. Press these niggas. And that's cool, because there's mad times in the past where somebody, you know, you're with your girl and something happens and she's like, fam, you need to do this. Because, you know, I feel disrespected. And I understand that. You know, happy wife, happy life. He's got 12 kids. <laughs> he doesn't have 12 kids, but well, you know like what I mean. five, six. Exactly. Well, he's got mad four. kids. And yeah. I'm just saying, he's got, that's not, you know, I'm just saying, he's got mad kids and all he's going to leave his wife. <laughs> like, so <laughs> you got to do stuff to make her happy. If that means press someone on the radio show, cool. But after he apologized, for you to carry on action, do all this tough guy shit, whatever, fam. And then he tweeted, I wish they had the same energy. That when was I was whack. there, nigga, that you left. Hell, like whack. that's like you saying something to me. I'm like, and he said, and tell me, it's like, yo, do y'all need five minutes? And I go, yeah, I'll fuck you up. And you go, and you don't say shit, and then you leave, and you tweet. I wish they had the same energy, nigga. I had the same energy. <laughs> you ain't approaching me with like that when I was there. So like, you already lost, and it was on some clown shit. So like. Nah, they killed you in there in the in the group chat. Uh, shout out Kyrie. He was like, "Yo, Rob, I'm, I'm looking this. at it." First of all, keep some whack ass prison verse to yourself. Oh, that's funny. He's smoking dicks. That's hilarious. That is a gay ass phrase. I, I didn't say it was whack ass But to go, you know, um, while we continue to do this podcast, to go on envy. I mean, I just feel like Envy, you you could have handled it better. You didn't have to go in on them unnecessarily how you did it, like, to prove your point. But once you do that, move on. Like, let's be grown. I was telling people, I remember the drama interview. We introduced drama and didn't say nothing for, like, 25 minutes. Then they asked him, and he was like, oh, yeah, we got beef. And drama didn't even know they had beef. He did the same thing with Todd Allison. But... I remember my coworkers were like, yeah, they envy. He went in on it. He killed them. I'm like, you can't get go in on me if you leave your own show. That don't make any sense. And they still did the interview. They still took the picture. And you didn't want to say nothing. Like, that's that's super unprofessional. That's not something I I'm, want to be a part of, you know. Oh, I, I'm so proud of Van for mentioning Superstar. Uh, we'll definitely put, like, the tally... Votes for eighty-seven on one verse confession. So definitely tweet Bobby G four one three, Bobby George four one three. Sorry, and then Dapper J. Um, yeah, so that's that's my opinion. Suit the Diesel and Mero. I get to see them next week, and they're definitely gonna go in on it. And then they're supposed to get Erica Mena on their show. And I don't know if Rob's listening. Yeah, that's a crazy song. record. Like, uh, well, uh, having that's crazy. That's pettiness personified. Would you do it? Um, yeah. Like I already told you, once you talk, come at me with that same energy, once you come at me talking all that good shit, you want to act like you big, big shot, and you want to be a dick about shit after I've already apologized. You then fuck it. Gloves is off. See me in the street. Like I'm gonna do shit to provoke you to see me in the street, and then when you see me in the street, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. <laughs> That's what that, that's what's gonna come to sooner or later. So violent, man. So violent. And I guess speaking of violent, I don't know if it'll get to violent. 
But this Joyner Lucas logic beef, do you want to call it beef? What do you think about that? It's that's wild, man. I didn't know it was that real, fam. The niggas getting a divorce, and he pretty much was like insinuating, like, "Yo, I'ma smash your ex-wife." That's I'm not crazy. gonna lie. If Jordan Lucas take a picture with Logic ex-wife, like on some Tupac Faith type thing, it's gonna be crazy, bro. Internet gonna be like, "Oh." And if he was like, "Yo, peace, love, and positivity," bro, be wild. I'm telling you, you probably see me with hella like old snap emojis and stuff so I don't know I just feel like the beef is kind of stupid to me like I don't I care about either of them personally from, at all I don't, I don't even know what the beef is for I'm like I don't care I'm just <laughs> I'm just here for the entertainment it just doesn't do anything for me I feel like Joyner has a right to feel slighted a little bit but he's kind of just doing it out of hate in my opinion like Logic's finally on like on a national level and then you want to take shots because you didn't want me on a feature that I did and then you said I stole your your song your your concept with name my album out there suicide number but I do a single and it goes big and you're like oh you stole it you know it's, it's one of them things I, I know more is going to come from this but I don't think Logic's going to diss it Logic's on the young Drake way diss me and never hear a reply from it so Unless he comes about his family or kids, well, he doesn't. Have Man, they can take a picture with your ex-wife, fam. Come on, bro. Damn, they really. I haven't seen Kyrie this active in a group me in a while. We got a few more topics, Rob. Then you can go full throttle. We got like fifteen minutes. So, speak. I, I guess my segue is already today. Full throttle. Miami spring break. Rob, I want to preface this by saying in 2014, I told Rob about my various spring break stories. He thought I was lying. In 2015, we got to live out some of those stories. And it was incredible. None of the things that Rob and I took place in, took part in, were not nowhere near the level of what we're seeing on social media today. You got people getting in on elevators. Youngers getting ate out on the beach. Some of the things that we probably saw, but we just didn't record. And if we did record, which we did not, we kept it in our group chats. Those wasn't hitting the internet. I, I, I don't get it. That and shit was. I mean, like then the A and T girl, man. She, they edited her in the "I Get Around" video. Like that's crazy, bruh. <laughs> She a gif on Twitter, dog. You know how wild that is. She's immortalized now, man. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, um, I'm afraid she can get a job. Yeah, I'll be honest. Like, you said what? I pray she can get a job, man. Hey, <laughs> like, <laughs> you pray she can get a job? Yeah. You might not be able to get a job, bro. Anybody. I mean, well, I mean, she better delete all them social media and restart over. <laughs> you're a meme on Twitter. Like, you're trending. And apparently she got back with her boyfriend. So, you know, there's that. But that stuff, like, I don't. I mean, me, you're more. In, you're still in school. So you're more in it than I am. But just as an observer, I'm like, dude, I, I saw a lot of things on the beach. I took part in a lot of things on the beach. 
these videos I'm seeing, I wasn't doing. That's they was eat was drinking beer off of people's other people's booty. They're drinking late out of girls' booty holes. That is crazy. That is wild, dog. We weren't doing that. I, we were taking pictures with girls. We were getting drunk with girls. That was it. Some of these things, like one, if you if you want to see that a spring break moment and had sex with a girl in the elevator, that's that's all you. But you're going to do that raw with a girl you don't know. One, two, her homegirls is on there. And then, like, a random dude, like, come on the elevator because he's trying to get to where he's trying to get to. And they're like, yeah, you got to look at this, too. No, that's weird. This stuff crazy, man. So, I, um, the, can I say 78.10? Rob, we got to stay focused, man. We're almost done. <laughs> See Rob not even listening no more. I'm oh, listening Rob. to you, fam. I'm focused. No, you you're responding. <laughs> Say what were you saying? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm saying and I gotta repeat my whole soliloquy. I'm saying what they were doing on the beach and even in the videos, like with the girl on the elevator. We weren't like doing fam, it. I'm not fucking no girl anywhere in the elevator, fam. Like, if a girl's getting smashed on the elevator, she probably got an STD. So your dick gonna be burning the next day, bro. Congrats, Bumpy Johnson. <laughs> he said Bumpy Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> but this is wild. Like, what do, you, what do you think about all of this? Like, like I was think, PCB that long ago where things just getting twisted? I mean, I think people was wild like that on PCB. We just wasn't doing it. We not on that type of time. Like, well, we, we weren't was doing it, and we weren't recording it. Like, exactly. if we were to record it for the whole movie for the bros, that's one thing. We we doing it for snap gratifications and likes and retweets. That stuff's crazy. Like, I mean, this is a new age, man. All, y'all people just want to, I mean, I'll say y'all people, but, like, people just want to, they want the little fame, you know, whatever, so... And that's cool if that's what you into, man. Just know that that <laughs> I just come was a bitch, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, like I, I try to stay out of these things, and not comment. And I think people's wilding. And I mean, fam, if you go to spring break, if you go to Miami spring break, you got a man. You know what you should and shouldn't be doing. And clearly, if a nigga slapping on you on your ass, no, nigga. Like that's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, March Madness. That's that's what it is to me. Like it's. I think uh, I once said Kato was like Jarrell. He was no, he don't call me Jarrell. He's like that. If you ever want to go to Miami for your birthday, I'm in. After seeing that, as much as I, I enjoyed Miami when I went last year, and I wouldn't enjoy going back down there. I don't know if I could do it for my birthday. Not right now. That's wild, bro. Youngers are wilding down there. Let it cool. Like, your birthday would be ideal. In April, I go, kick it, we have a great time. Now, that stuff would be chaotic. So that's just me. Hey, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not doing nothing crazy like that anyway, because I'm cuffed. So, like, I already know. That's team faithful. Yeah, man, like, I'm, 
Like, cause I, I, nah, man. Like, nah, that's crazy, fam. Like, and it blew up on the timeline. I was up when it was blowing up. Like, as it blew up. Like, I would like to say between that and the swoop, I was up when that happened. When it started, I was in the airport going to Arizona and I saw the whole thing pop off. So this one, I was in my room and I was texting my girl and then it popped off and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like you can feel when Twitter got something good. Yeah, definitely. like like when like when it's not just one of those fly by night things. Yeah, you knew it was good, and then it went crazy. Definitely. Speaking of Twitter being good in March Madness, on a scale of one to infinity, how trash is your bracket? I'm better than most right now. My bracket is horrible. Yeah, my I bracket's horrible. I bet you guys man. twenty bucks. <laughs> shit, me too. Like me, shit, low key tangly. If we're still in it, but um, yeah, man, it's crazy. Like that, no one saw this stuff happen. And I tell people like the um Virginia one. I'm not saying obviously the reason I didn't call it because it never happened before. Like never in the history had a 16 seed be the uh, number one seed. So I was going on the obviously penciling in the um, one of the one seeds in the first round. But if you looked at Virginia, they're not a typical one seed. Great defensive team, but they take 20 seconds of possession to score. Right. So if a team could get, I always t- I told people the whole year that Virginia is one of them 10-10 teams. If they get up on you by 10, you're not winning that game. Because they're just, they can keep the ball away. They can stop you from scoring and keep and take it long enough to get a good shot and just keep on. Like you saw with UNC, right? They got out early, and UNC had to come, made a comeback. But right when they got it to like four or five, a three hit. And they just kept them at bay long enough because they was up enough. But if you can get them down by 10, they're not coming back because they take too long to score. You're right. And that's what UNBC did. They got up. And then they're like, fam, you can't score. Like, you, you're you taking 20 seconds every time to score. I just and want like, to give was, a big salute to the DMV. We produced the best ball, oh basketball yeah, and players I, on the planet. And fine. I'm trying to tell you. That's just the nail in the coffin. Ain't no more hoop state bullshit. PG County, DMV is definitely produces better ballers. Because we led a 16 seed over number one seed. And none of you guys have done it. We did it. Next. Also, I'm so disappointed in Arizona, dog. Like, to see what Aiton was doing in the Pac-12 tournament, I was like, yo, he's going to take these dudes to the Final Four. They wish they, they got that 100 grand game. back. They just didn't show up. Like, how do you do that? Like, they definitely want that money back. My thing is, <clears throat> if people were to, to have March Madness happen to them, like what happened to, with Leola, uh, Chicago, and Miami, or even the Tennessee, those mm-hmm. were down-to-the-wire games. You're like, you know what? It is what it is. The better team won. When you're getting smacked by they 20. They got beat the hell out of by a team called Buffalo. It's just like, wait. How? How, Sway? I never watched Arizona ever play 20. basketball. 20. But I didn't see that coming. Bro, <laughs> but, I was but, so but, but if we're being honest here, Pac-12, Pac-12 previously known as the Pac-10, has always been suspect in hoops. Every team they've ever had that we thought was dope always found ways to lose the teams that they should have beat. Lonzo did better than this. <laughs> he did, but I mean, even then, they had a nice team, though. UCLA had a nice team. But they lost. <laughs> Who'd they lose to? They lost to Kentucky, remember? Like, oh, yeah, he got dogged. Horribly. 
10, the Pac-10, Pac-12 <laughs> consistently underachieves no matter what. I mean, I pray they, they ball out next year. You got Sharif going there. That's going to be huge. Cool. Shout out to Shaq. But, um, like, look, USC, when they had DeMar, underachieved. <laughs> the Pac-12 is known for that, though. So, I mean, they're not solid in basketball. I just, no one saw that coming. Obviously, that's, I mean, you pay a hundred grand to a kid, you would think that he gets you out the first round. But then again, I'm sure Ben Simmons got a check and he didn't get them to there. So, silver lining, I guess. Ben Simmons is a freaking amazing, like, he's a generational talent. So, yeah. Still Um, can't shoot. But, um. Whatever. Yeah, my bracket just upset, um. Like I said, let me look. Let me. I'm looking at the brackets now and seeing who. Oh uh, man, who lost that? I thought was gonna win. Oh, I'm mad that I didn't pick Syracuse into my Sweet 16 like I usually do. Um, that two-three zone always. I mean, hurts Nevada people. beat Cincinnati. Yeah, that comeback was crazy, and I was tight because I had Cincinnati winning. I was like, man, this is some bullshit. <laughs> Like, yeah, that was that's Xavier up. lost to Florida State. Thank goodness, because didn't you have Xavier winning? Yeah, that was trying to get these cheap ass points <laughs> on me so he could be up. And so I was like, yeah, come on, I was so happy. Um, um Florida lost, and I thought they were gonna go deep. I had them in like the Elite Eight. What I I didn't have. Well, I did have Florida in the Elite Eight. Yep, they lost. See, mm-hmm. try to say some selection. <laughs> yeah, it just it just wasn't meant to be, dog. Um, Michigan Wh- State losing. Wichita to Syracuse State was lost? crazy. To freaking Marshall, bro. Yeah, that was weird. But then again, I hadn't heard of Wichita State, um, their player yet because you know Wichita, Wichita State always wins a lot of games nowadays. You know what I'm saying? You remember when they had um, Winston Clay Anthony Early and shit back then, like a few years ago, like four or five years. And ago. Auburn got freaking. Uh, oh man, Auburn Clemson. got. I didn't see that coming. Like I didn't think Auburn was like crazy nice or anything. I didn't. I just didn't think they could lose by thirty one. <laughs> that game was horrible. Then I that had over Rhode Island beating Duke, and that didn't go as planned. Yeah, I had <laughs> Oklahoma beating Duke. And they went and lost to fucking Rhode Island. Nah, I knew Rhode Island. Shout out my homie Stan, man. That's my dog. Trey Young, man. Could have pulled it out, bro. But yeah, my bracket's totally screwed. Yeah, my bracket. Yeah, I was blown. I had UNCG beating Gonzaga. They failed me. (laughs) That would have been fire, bro. If UNCG would have beat Gonzaga, dog, that would have been tough. The funniest day was earlier the day when UNC lost. Um, Early before that, I was watching the Maryland's women's game, and I was so mad at the plays and the refereeing in that game that I threw my remote at my wall in my closet, and it made a mark. And my girl was like, yo, you chill out, chill out, right? And then UNC lost by like 20, and she was wild. She was angry, man. Hey, I want to say this publicly on this platform. So I made a bet with Wilson. Shout out Wilson, and he was like, "Let's make a bet," because you know A and T was in the tournament, and we were projected to play UConn. And he was like, "You guys are gonna lose." I'm like, "Absolutely." 
if you guys lose by 70 or more, you got to sing Fly Eagles Fly in an Eagles jersey. And it was going to be recorded and posted on the internet. If you guys lose by under 70, I'll buy you this chain that my wife got me from Ghana. I was like, bet. It's a dope chain. So I'm like, cool. But it, the yeah, is it the U chain? It, it's U chain level. I'll definitely be walking around to spinning it. <laughs> <laughs> so the bet will be off if we don't get matched up by them. So we got matched up with South Carolina. And we, we lost by 11, South Carolina. So I'm talking cash, like, yeah, you know, we lost to the defending chance by 11. There's no way I would have beat us by, like, you know, 70. Yeah, and he's just like, LOL. So I take my girl to brunch, and we're eating brunch, and they're showing the UConn game. Rob, all I know is like, it was like 12-7. I was like, okay, 19-8. Okay. It was like 40-12. to 12. Okay, mind you, this is like first quarter. <laughs> Thanks to the second quarter, we're getting ready to leave. It's 94 to 31 at the end of, at halftime. And I'm just like, bruh, they really would have did this to A&T, bruh. They won by 88 points. There would be me saying fly, Eagles fly. <laughs> oh, I tell people like so this, I just want to thank God that didn't happen. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Amen. I just want to want. I just want to know why don't teams clothesline UConn? Like, I don't understand this. You will never beat me by sixty points in anything. <laughs> like, if you have, if you even think about scoring ninety points on me in the one half, your team is going to be injured. <laughs> like, and I'm not saying that. I don't come into games with malice because I'm, as a person who's competing in athletics, we all understand the unwritten rule. You don't go out there seeking to injure people because we all you know it's a certain level of respect bottom line for sure nigga don't do that <laughs> you have four broken legs on your team and you're, you I don't care how good of a, how stacked your team is you can you're not coming out to turn you with if you play my team <laughs> like nah bro yeah it was it was crazy man so I just want to thank God, you know, that we we lost favorably to a really good team, and I get humiliated by UConn. So, game is the game, bro. Game is the game. Is there anything else? Are we gonna do the dominant twenty? We won't say that for next week. Oh man, no one cares. The dominant twenty that list was fucking horrible. How do you have a Formula One guy in there? First of all, no one gives a fuck about Formula One, so you didn't dominate anything. Jimmy Johnson, no one cares about NASCAR but Rednecks. Next. Bruh, Jimmy Johnson was five. He won five straight titles, dog. Is he Jeff Gordon? No. How many rap songs he did, was better did you than hear? Jeff Gordon. And I heard Jeff Gordon in more rap songs. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Only Jimmy Johnson, Reno, is the one who coached the Cowboys. And the U. Screw him and both of those teams. <laughs> but at least. You know, he's, he was a worthy adversary. No one cares about you, Jimmy Johnson, except for Rick. <laughs> Shout out to NASCAR. My brother likes that shit. I don't understand why. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I saw Florida like eight, and you're telling me a person who's been a champion since like 19 for 20 years and hasn't lost ever 
let alone he's touched the canvas one time in 20 years and didn't completely dominate are you serious <laughs> that's ridiculous who was like, number one same boat at 10 the man that 08 olympics might be the greatest olympics ever he was high stepping in showboating and not only won the gold he yeah. still broke the world record yeah oh wait the greatest achievement ever <laughs> he was definitely like oh eight you saying was like miami lebron it was like we all knew he was greater than everybody but we didn't know it was like this we <laughs> didn't know you saying was that nice bro we knew lebron was nice you saying kind of came virtually out of nowhere and the greatest Usain race ever wasn't even the Olympics. It was when he raced everyone at ESPN. They all took a <laughs> head start. My man took four strides and then just started going, wee! <laughs> yeah, because it's funny as they are now. <laughs> That's that my favorite a, race, dog. That man. dude, man. Nah, he is like... But to have him 10, you have Mike Trout ahead of Pacquiao and Brady. First of all, what the fuck has Mike Trout done? Did they even win a World Series? No. (laughs) So that's ridiculous. Like, I don't know what kind of metric they like. Because, you know, that's the other thing with these lists. These little number crunches like to make up these formulas for certain things. I don't give a fuck about your dumbass formulas, okay? You have no championships. You're not better than Tom Brady. Next. Like, you can't dominate your sport. You can't dominate your sport and not have any championships. Like, that don't even make sense. How is Serena not over Federer, bro? Um, Federer's got crazy. She won a a tournament while pregnant. Like, she wins. Federer's got, like, six or seven majors over the next guy or something like that. Like, he's... What? And Serena's number two all time for winning. Like, I'm not. I'm not saying that that's not that you couldn't put Serena over there because obviously her dominance in the sport. But I'm saying, no, I, I know Federer. Nice. Federer. I'm not saying Federer. Crazy. Cash. And let's be honest here. Um, Venus definitely dominated early on. She dominated more in the '90s <laughs> than in the like, 2000s. Okay, but I'm saying like let's not. She wasn't the sole one. Federer has been killing it. They got Djokovic on here too. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> Djokovic is nice. He ain't Federer. All I'm saying is Serena Crip walked after winning the Wimbledon, bro. And I and, and that's, everybody. And the same way that I put Jeff Gordon over Jimmy Johnson, I'm I will allow you to put Serena over anybody who plays tennis because Crip walking is fire. Mary, as did Jimmy Johnson, who won five straight. He won five How many rap titles. songs? <laughs> Answer that. If you can win five straight, you you can't be. If stopped. you can be mentioned in a rap song and you race NASCAR, you win. Think about it. Mike Bibby was mentioned in more rap songs than Jason Williams. Guess who's a better player? Jason Williams. Huh? Didn't Mike Bibby have a national championship? I don't know if I care about Mike Bibby and he really <laughs> won a national with Arizona. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. I don't know. Then I don't let me, care. Let me look it up because, I mean, Jason Williams, white chocolate, shout out to you. But, nigga. And he played with Randy Moss in high school. Real legend. Who didn't play with Randy Moss in high school? Dude, we don't know about today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he won in, I was like, yeah, he won in 97. I'll be knowing, bro. 
And Mike Bibby was fire, bro. Why are you hating on Mike Bibby on Randy? I never liked Bibby, dog. <laughs> Didn't he have the phones? I don't care what he had. I just <laughs> like Mike just Bibby. a hater, bro. <laughs> I was I was definitely on that you know Sacramento Queens. I ain't like oh, them, but bro, I was I'm cool a, with. Chris I was Webber a Lakers fan. I hated Mike Bibby. <laughs> like I was like <laughs> my favorite player made the nickname. <laughs> like we good man, but don't hate on Mike Bibby, bro. Nah, he he can get hate. It's cool. We need to wrap with this podcast though. Before we get up out of here, a whole bunch of new music. Uh, shout out Logic number one album in the country, DMV. Shout out Moco. Uh, with Bobby Tarantino too. I enjoyed the mixtape. I know Rob isn't a big Logic fan. I'm not a Logic fan at all. <laughs> all that. Like, but he's not has the best Wiz verse easily in like eight to ten years, bruh. That's like, not hard. Wiz has been forgettable for the last eight to ten years. But bruh, hearing Wiz rap like that was like, yo, Wiz is like, flowing, dog. You said that like in the last eight to ten years, he dropped Cushion Orange Juice, Taylor Allardyce, and all that. <laughs> what? Well, He's been uh, Taylor Allardyce dropped in 2012. That's six years ago. Okay. So then, I'm pretty sure he has a better verse than that. Then. <laughs> okay, it was really good to hear Wiz Khalifa. And- <laughs> Ironic, speaking of Wiz, like he's touring Cushion Orange Juice, but the only tour date is in London. I'm like, you better come. If Wiz came to DC, was like, I'm doing Cushion Orange Juice only. Guess who's going to be there? This guy. <laughs> but yeah, nah, shout out Logic. I enjoyed the mixtape. Go check it out. If you want to get turned up, go for it. If not, I mean, hey. Uh, Jeremiah, he dropped with a chocolate box. Four tracks, two out of the four are fire. The other two was like yeah. was trash. Like Nympho, what was the other one? Um, and, um oh, what was that drink called? What was that? Suck me to sleep. Yeah, yeah, and but forever I'm ready. Dog, you got four. Like I said, in the uh, in the words of Joe Buttons, you give me four records on the EP. They all better be dope. They weren't all dope, and they the weren't. That so were dope. Jeremiah, were definitely keep hits. them drinks. And we also got mentioned a big up to one of our favorite uh, guys, you know, Rich Homie Quan. Had one of the best. uh, How did you just say that? And one of our favorite guys. I don't give two fucks about Rich Homie Quan. (laughs) I care because of the sequence, you know, went from going in, still going in, still going in, reloaded. I promise I will never stop going in. Man, I swear that was one of the greatest, like, album. Like that that's up there with you know, college dropout, late registration and graduation, bro. I said it. Yeah, I said it. Huh? Yeah, I said it. We're talking names, not music. <laughs> <laughs> Please, bro, I don't wanna ever hear you speak again, bro. <laughs> what kind of shit was that? Yo, we gonna end this podcast now because he's a loser. Nah, but shout out Rich and Spirits debut album came out. I liked it, very melodic. Um, what were a couple of tracks I liked on there? Me going my title, salute the title, man. They're really like listening to all the current stuff. That's kind of how we debate eighty seven oh one versus Confessions, which I won that debate. But you guys can vote and tell me. He didn't win the debate. I I totally won the debate. I like the author. Perfect Flower, Achieving, Foot Soldier, From Me to You, 
Simon Says, Think About It. There's some really good records on there. What are you um, naming? Those were the Rich Homie tracks. Oh, I told you not to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. And then it's something else. You started uh, naming it. I was like, what the hell is he talking about? He got uh, his son, Damani, uh, dropped a new EP. And what's wild is I've listened to, like, old Damani. When he first started rapping, I was like, eh, it's whatever. But, like, now, dog? Yo, he got, he can rap. <laughs> like, he got some joints on there. Like, I was with Taylor. She was like, are you really still playing his, his EP? I was like, yeah. <laughs> The AP was cold, man. Uh, yeah, Amagata. Yeah, there we go. So, I like Still Got Love used to be the intro and fear. Those are my favorites. Um, And then, shout out my brother. He was here for spring break, so it's good to see him. Have to kick it or whatever. And uh, he played me this dude named Flamingosis. You know, he's an artist, so he likes to have music in the background while he paints. And I was like, Flamingos, what type of name is that? that is- and then he started playing me the music. I was like, forget his name. This music is incredible. So, yeah, that's actually one of the songs we played to begin the show, Fluke Salad. So definitely go look that up. Shout out to, shout out to people with dope music and whack names. I don't like that name because I don't like think Bobby Flamingos are dope. First of all, my name is Fire. <laughs> Your name is Jarrell Leaper, bro. Incredible. Iconic. I could keep going. <laughs> Jumper. Like, that's the next <laughs> Jumper is a movie. Leaper is the sequel. <laughs> I mean, there is a Leaper. Wasn't that a movie? Leaper? I hope not. I don't know. I, I feel like it was, but hey. It wouldn't spell the same if it was. And then the last person I want to shout out is Randy P, DMV Zone. Shout out my boy, Sykes. I actually met Randy, I felt like, at Sykes' uh, graduation dinner cookout. That was pretty dope, by the way. And uh, he was like, yeah, I got a friend that rap. I was like, all right, I'm going to play him one day. And he finally put his EP in, Songs of the Almighty. should be on Apple Music and Spotify. I told him to put him on Tidal, too, because uh, I'll be on Tidal, so why not? As four tracks, they all go, and I'm gonna play. I think May. I really enjoyed the uh, EP. All of them were fire, so I'm definitely sending that to you. That's gonna be the outro for tonight. So before I go, man, let's let's do these shout outs so we can get up out of here. George, George, Rob. Shout out to March Madness. The most exciting time of the year. We ballin' like March Madness. I'm glad that song came and went. It didn't go anywhere. Actually, it's it made. did, fam. The, album, the song playing. But yeah, keep going. Like, it's, it's like, it did go. Like, no one plays that song anywhere. I've been to mad parties and it hasn't been played one time. So it went. It's gone. So, uh, that's it. Alright. Really, I ain't got nothing to shout out. I mean, shout out the snow that we're about to get on first day of spring. It's finally snowing in the DMV. Um, Y'all didn't get snow before. We haven't really got snow at all. Like, <laughs> this is gonna be our first road taste. I'm actually off today and tomorrow. I haven't been off during a weekday, or like just scheduled off day in quite some time. So this is kind of different. I get to actually stay up and watch sporting events. Like I got to watch LeBron's triple double last night. I was about to say, what, what sporting event is happening? You said I don't know today, event. but I got to actually watch LeBron do tri- have a 40-point triple-double. So you can hate on it? It was dope. I watched the whole thing. I didn't hate on it at all. 
So yeah, man. Um, shout out everyone that made it this far. I appreciate you listening. I hope you enjoy what you heard. Definitely tweet Rob at Bobby George four one three if you think eighty seven to one is better. If you think Confessions is better, like you should, you know, like you shouldn't. You know, if you're swayed by the masses and big records. And they're not just big, they're better. It's the uh, same thing, like, just like y'all, like, anybody who says Carter 3 is better than Carter 2, well, Graduation is better than Late Registration. They're graduation is my favorite Kanye album. Graduation is not better than Late Registration. I just said my favorite. That's one song, one I can tell most. you. Drunken Hot Girls. And I'm never even Jay was like, yo, that record's fire. I was like, that was the worst song on graduation. Like every song on graduation was a hit. Every time every Jared song. says a record's fire, I I don't listen to it. But he did say Crew was gonna be huge before anyone else did, so Because no one cares. He was in that he, he happened to be on the West Coast where it popped off. Congrats. A day a dead clock is right twice a day. And he told me about Eric Bellinger too, so I, I Jared got What is he done? produced the rebirth which was one of the greatest r&b albums i've ever heard in my life no one knows who he is he could walk down the street and mad people won't know who he is <laughs> eric bellinger you're not in the class of r&b we're talking about get some hits sell some records i saw eric bellinger with a song with mace and i knew he wasn't the one <laughs> and i'm and i've been a mace fan since i was like four <laughs> but um nigga if it's 20 if it's 2010 and late and you got mace on us on your hit on your single with a video it wasn't even just an album cut it had a video <laughs> was mace in the video i don't remember that. yeah he was he had a, he looked like he was in harlem in 97 that's dope if it was 97. no <laughs> no yeah yeah if it was 97 i'm like oh shit but it ain't 97 it ain't never gonna be 97 again. So yeah, um, other than that, I appreciate you guys listening. We're on a whole bunch of platforms, so if you don't want to listen to us via SoundCloud, there's iTunes, not iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, we a little bit of everything, but everywhere. So yeah, you know, if you got the Amazon, you got the Echo, you know, ask for a thousand jumpers, you might just listen to us. So yeah, um, thank you guys so much. It's a lot more in store. Tell your friend to tell your friend to listen to this podcast. And take that, the next time, I'm going to play May by Randy P. DMV Zone. My name is Randy P. Juice Harden at Juice Harden. If you want to follow him and show him some love on Twitter and I believe Instagram too, Juice Harden. I, I ain't even going to say nothing. But after that is a Juice Harden. Juice Harden, you heard what I said. I said it. <laughs> take the Fire, bro. May songs from the Almighty. Go get it. SoundCloud. It's gonna be on other platforms soon. Till the next time. Peace. Peace. Yeah, man. This ain't one of those like super lyrical joints. It's just you know some shit to ride out to. Songs from the Almighty. Nigga. Yeah. Uh, crabs in the barrel. Niggas is hoping you fail. Notice my train of thought is focused. Won't just fall off the rails. Uh, know when I'm better, so watch just distance myself. Yo, I'm trying to save the culture without losing myself. Fuck, I'm like, uh, let them burn like the Henny when it hit my liver. The last time I rapped some bullshit, I can't remember. All my favorite rappers, not my favorites for long. They changed my life with these songs. Well, man, they poofed and they gone. I'm talking 30 for 30. Niggas is worried a lot. Surely the sure they get buried. My words are seized the pot. I see no reason to stop. I'm trying to see what they got. Shout out to Cold Crick and Wally. Hope we meet at the top. Like, uh, 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 uh.